Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. His best move is to kill the Pac-12. I hate it said that a million times with SI's Pat Forty never ever ask somebody who buys khakis at Walmart to rap okay because you are just you are you are completely out of that person's element here's Pat and Dan I welcome to the pod we are open for business Pat we're open for business we sure are just like the big 12 but first, we got to settle some business here. We have a pod announcement. This is a sad day. And yeah, we got to break our own realignment news here. We're breaking some realignment news. Uh, our beloved producer, Sean Sullivan, not only a great producer, great friend, entered the transfer portal. He's leaving us. These no good kids, they can't stay and fight and earn their job. They're just looking for greener pastures all the time. <laughs> Uh, Sully, yeah. explain yourself. Are you blessed and honored to get an offer somewhere else? Is that it? What can we get that? Can we get a hat dance? Can we? What do we got? I'm not quite Quinn Ewers, you know. I, I, at least I didn't get two million dollars for four snaps, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm heading to heading to Fox. Uh, they gave me a great opportunity to go cover some soccer and and go challenge myself a little bit and go cover some World Cups. And it's it's if you told me a decade ago I'd be leaving a college football show for soccer, I would have called called you crazy. I'm calling been, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How could you leave all of this? I know, I know, I know. I'm calling you crazy. <laughs> as you should, as you should, because it's it's definitely been a dream job for me, guys, to work with you guys. So, well, this is a forty year decision, not a four year decision. Now, <laughs> that's so right. We, we have to respect his decision. Hashtag respect my decision. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> my decision. That's right. First off, we'll try to convince you to stay during this podcast. If it did not work, we are going to cuss dog you on every single show going forward. <laughs> Please do. We haven't dogged Pete enough yet. So, yeah. at the very yeah, at the Pete. very least, we who. Who? Who? Yeah. I know. That's a good point. <laughs> Pete's more delicate than you are. We can feel yeah. you. We, we're not that worried about your Gosh, psyche. man. Yeah, the minute Tennessee goes 0-6 this year, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, but we got Nico. We got Nico. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> no, and all uh it's a it's not a not we're not happy about it, but uh we uh are we congratulate you and uh proud of you. We love you, you're awesome, and it's been a lot of fun uh working with you. It was fun being your friend. I'm not gonna be now. I mean you're either with <laughs> us or against us. <laughs> I know, I know, but, but that's okay. Hey. It was hey. good. I guess some things don't matter. I'll I'll keep I'll keep the pass open. I still love you guys. I'll be friends with you. I'll say hi. I'll, I'll say hi when I see you at the Super Bowl. It's okay. Just be sure to you know autoplay us when you are gone, and I mean not when you're gone from the show, but when you are gone, gone. Okay, we we yeah. will take the download. Oh yes, yes, that too, that too. Yeah. Both gone. Uh, yeah. uh, trust me, I'm 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 staying subscribed, and I'll be locked in. There we I'm go. Still, I'm Good. still going to need a need a fix of college football, so <laughs> no better place. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can check Sully out on uh, various soccer pods. Soccer. My God. My God. <laughs> the world's game, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, the world's I, game. It's the world's game. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about uh, America's game. But now that's hey, part of what makes Sean Sullivan awesome 
is the fact that he firmly believes the United States is going to win a World Cup. And he will tell you. In the, same no, breath, no, but he's, in the next two World Cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when? Like soon. 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 He bet me. Yeah. He has a, we have a standing bet that they. this is a team that has won two games since 2002 in the World Cup. They've won two games. <laughs> Yeah. This is a team that, that their greatest moment in the last 20 years was a freaking tie against Algeria. <laughs> it was awesome, point. though. It was it awesome. awesome. It was an awesome Landed tie. Donovan I was there. It was awesome. But it was a freaking tie. Yeah. That, he, he is every bit as doggedly, unrealistically optimistic about U.S. soccer as he is about Tennessee football this and basketball. This is even worse than that. I'm this is like Indiana talking about winning the national title in football. Remember when Michael Penix, he reached, he got the he got the thing against Penn State. He got the goal, whatever the little the upright thing. But he didn't. He actually didn't. <laughs> that's this a, is that's a great analogy. Back for the U.S. soccer team. <laughs> hey, we at least we got the women. They're 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 winning another one. So in yeah. Australia next year. No, we are. We're waiting. Whoa, we're still uh, waiting for that. We're still uh, waiting for that. Ball you see these final European four. teams, man. You see these uh, Euro women's Euro. Anyway, we're yeah, not getting good. No, have me no, on your damn new show, and I will lay down some soccer truths. <laughs> that sounds awesome, honestly. I'm Just still wind, waiting. Wind you up and let you go. I'm still waiting for that ball final four too. Yeah, so let's just add we are, that. To we them. are waiting on that one. Oh yeah, my gosh! But, look, I've seen Sully at his lowest point. Okay. I have seen him there. I have seen him drunk, disheveled, and with his pants split open on a sweaty <laughs> night in Omaha after the Vols have been eliminated from the College World Series. If he can climb out of that hole and make something of himself, I've got confidence in you, young man. That's right. You can, you Thank can you, still sir. do it. I got this. Yeah. yeah. Going away, present. I'm going to door dash you like a chicken sandwich later today. <laughs> that, that would be lovely. That's the extent of my... And only but, if you behave yourself the next 55 but not, minutes. But not Popeye's, more like Wendy's. It's like just a second rate one. <laughs> no, the, 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 which the McDonald's one? <laughs> yeah, the big chicken. Uh, we are, our, uh, our chicken sandwich war uh, taste testing is just taking a hit here. We, well, we the one thing regroup. you can always count on when we discuss fast food is that, that Sean Sullivan had had it in the yes, last 30 minutes. all of it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I was there last week. You come up with like, you know. <laughs> Just even the is that, remember his his passionate defense of Zaxby's. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bow time so. for the Bojangle. He got he, <laughs> somehow he gets them flown in from around the country. We, uh, my girlfriend actually started uh, at fast foodie Instagram account just to just ha there, there's zero posts on there, but just because we've talked so much fast food, just in case we wanted to break out in the fast food, the actual fast food game. At fast, I love it. At yeah, Fast Foodie on IG? All right, I'm going to follow that. I'll follow well, there's that. Well, zero, there's zero posts. There's nothing going on well, right let's there. Let's get that but going. Let's go. You let's can now you're free from having to clean up our crap. Whoever you're working for over at Fox, I'm sure will do a better job and easier edit. So you're going to have a lot of free time <laughs> on your hand. There you this. go. All right. As for this show, we will continue on. Pat, Pat and I will, you know, no one likes this apparently, Pat. I hope you. <laughs> Everyone's running. Feel but, like you're walking down the road with an army, and then you look around, and oh, it's just us. Okay. At the end of the day, we're going to be like Washington State and Oregon State saying, We don't care. <laughs> Guys, go all off to your little legacy media companies. We don't care. They'll we're still, still play football. We'll still podcast. That's by right. Golly. They can that's have a right. Corvallis, Pullman, home and home six game schedule against each other. FCS is just as good. The kids try just as hard. That's right. Uh, anyway. We will, uh, anyone with any ideas on how the hell we survive, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'll take any and all conversations because we are open for business, but we will be back. We're taping next Monday night for the SEC uh, after SEC first day without Sean. We'll, and we'll have a new Sully. New Sully will appear at some point, we hope, uh, maybe. If you want this podcast to keep going, good time to tell your friends to subscribe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just, yeah, we you guys are going to be a okay. You made it through fourteen iterations of this show already. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, the leaks in the boat keep coming. So, if anyone would like to uh, bail us out, uh, tell your friends to subscribe, please. All right. Anyway, enough with that. We're open for business. The Big Twelve is open for business. Mike Gundy of Oklahoma State has kissed off Oklahoma. Says you're out. Bedlam's done. And he says, we're not done expanding. 
quoted the Carpenters. I forgot about those guys. The yachtiest <laughs> of yacht everybody, rocks. Everybody but the OAN Cowboy has forgotten about the Carpenters. The Carpenters. I mean, nothing says the mullet of Stillwater more than he loves the Carpenters. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And and when he, he was listening to We've Only Just Begun and thought about conference realignment. Like, that's the way to relate to recruits. Not, you know, scared money make, doesn't make no money, right? Some, something even remotely in this century. The Carpenters sucked last century. They couldn't have gotten any better. The Carpenters have never been any good. I, I hated remember, them when I was a kid. So. I remember they, that's like what they play inside like a drapery store when you're stuck with your mom, like standing there. Michaels. Going, yeah, Michaels. Is that, what is that song? <laughs> How will it end? So <laughs> Please end. And then they just play another one. You're like, no. There's a line the best in thing uh, of all. Best thing of all is Gundy gets up and says this like probably two hours after new Big 12 commissioner Brett Yormark says we want to get younger, hipper, and cooler in the Big 12. <laughs> and then here's Gundy. Quoting a 52-year-old sad, sad, terrible song. It's like, okay, that's a way to connect. Younger and hipper. Here, I'll, I'll do a dramatic reading after we played a little bit of it. We've only just begun to live. White lace and promises. A kiss for luck, and we're on our way. We've only begun. It's my dra- I'm bringing back the dramatic reading. <laughs> Before the rising sun we fly, so many roads to choose. We'll start out walking and learn to run. And yes, we've just begun. I mean, if that, put it on TikTok, baby. Everything <laughs> old is new on TikTok. Stranger Things is bringing back 80s hits. Maybe Gundy's on top of this. Who can provide to argue with the mullet? <laughs> Sharing horizons that are new to us. Watching the signs along the way. Taking it over, just the two of us. Working together day to day. Together. This damn Carpenter twins are <laughs> speaking to us. They're talking from the... <laughs> The past right up here. That's the Hobby Lobby of songs. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> and when the uh, evening comes, we smile. So much of life ahead. We'll find a place where there's room to grow. And yes, we've just begun. Good God. Uh, this is worse when you read it. It's terrible. No, bring, but, I apologize I, to that Friday. The one who sang Friday. It was only like 13. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. Your lyrics weren't that bad. <laughs> All right, Pat, you were there in Arlington. What'd you make of the uh, What'd you make of the the bold declarations uh, and soft rock declarations of the Big Twelve? <laughs> I, I gave big respect to Brett Yormark, new commissioner, for absolutely dispensing with the platitudes and the fakery. Like at no point did he talk about. Our priorities are the student-athlete experience. Our priorities are educating. Our priorities are mental health. Our priorities are this and that. No, he just skipped all that and went straight to the bottom line. He said, our number one priority is our media rights renegotiation, and everything we do going into that is to build momentum for those negotiations. So congrats to Brett Yormark for telling it like it is, for coming in from outside the college space and not talking like a college faker, you know? He's talked like a business guy who's from the pros. And that's that's exactly uh, who he was and who he's going to be. Interesting guy. Uh, he, he really honestly reminded me of Rick Pitino, another New Yorker, in terms of his ability to just kind of schmooze and be charismatic and you're interested in listening to him. You can almost, you can feel the wheeling and dealing going on, but it's kind of like, okay, I kind of like this guy's wheeling and dealing, you know? I mean, it's like, it's an obvious, he's an obvious salesman, but he's probably going to be pretty good at it. So uh, that was my main takeaway from him. And then a couple of the other coaches fairly strongly alluded to thinking that at least the Big 12 is is going to get bigger. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I don't know whether they have any insight because I don't know whether anybody really does when these decisions get made till the last minute. But you know, I think being open for business means being open to looking hard at expansion. Well, uh, I agree. First off, if you sit there and say we're getting a lot of calls, you're trying to rattle the cage of the other side on the yeah. Pac-12. Oh, who's calling them? Wait, mm-hmm. what? You know, they weren't, they're not, you know, it wasn't like, hey, Coastal Carolina called. 
Uh, that's, you know, maybe the only one who did. But, you know, you put it out, oh, I'm getting some really good teams that were in the top 25 in the last couple of years been calling, you know, and uh, everyone starts getting nervous. So you have that. Uh, I agree. I liked your mark. He clearly has no idea. All, there were all sorts of questions he danced around because he just didn't know any details. They asked him about, like, the playoff. He seemed yeah. utterly confused. Yeah. Fine. He can catch up on that. Right. Right. This is all stuff he'll 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 learn. He's like, yeah, you know, I got to I got to do this. I got to have this meeting. But there was no apologies of what this is about. I, we got to get more money. We've got to do whatever it takes to get more money. And, and it is the Big 12 needs to close the gap or have as small as possible of a gap with the Big 10 and the SEC as they can get. I remember a long time ago talking to someone in that league. I can't remember who now. And they said, look, we're never going to our states aren't big enough. We have Texas, but there's a lot of Texas. But our others, we just can't. We're never going to have as much money as those states. We don't have a Georgia. We don't, you know, Kansas is in yeah. Georgia and I, and Nebraska or whatever they had then was Oklahoma's not Michigan. And, we, you know, you just can't do it. So we always are going to have to play a little behind the eight ball on that. That's fine. So he's got to do whatever he can. Um, what I would say is, again, the pretext of, 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 oh, this is about anything other than money, which is always a lot. Remember I did the bowl or the, the the charity thing a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, yeah. No, don't yeah. give any money to the charity. That's the point. <laughs> this is that's what I was talking about. Right. It's it's all a lie. There is no charity. There's no concern for anybody else. This is a blood sport. The biggest way the Big 12 can make the most money in this TV deal is eliminate the Pac-12 as a competitor. There are uh, five properties coming up for bid in the next three to four years. There's the Big 10, top dog, obviously, Media rights, half of it is up. That's the big dog. You can't compete with that. The college football playoff, you can try to get in as much as you can, and you wish you were in it now. That's the probably the second biggest. You have Notre Dame, NBC rights to go back to Notre to go back to NBC. Probably it seems no one's talking about it, but wherever Notre Dame will probably be fine. Then you have the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve fighting it out. If you tear down the other guy's house, same thing the Big Ten just did. Mm -hmm. your your house is more valuable you 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 increase demand by by changing the supply and so if i'm the pac-12 yeah they're gonna come they're coming after me and there's i'm not telling brett your mark anything he doesn't know i work for jay-z right i'm not just a businessman i'm a business i'm not just a businessman i'm a businessman right and so he's gonna it's like well let's let's do that this is basic stuff so here we go his best move is to kill the Pac-12. I hate it. I've said that a million times. Don't, don't come at me. I'm rooting for it. Same thing I hated if the Big 12 got killed a year ago. If this this is what the Pac-12 didn't do a year ago and go in for the kill shot and didn't go in in 2011 when Larry Scott backed off. Remember they back, the whole league? I think Larry Scott wanted to do it. And the Pac-12 almost had Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Texas Tech. Yeah, it's incredible. And didn't, didn't offer at the end, right? There's no more time for, well, let's see how this plays out. So that uh, was bold. And obviously the, uh, you know, co prominent coaches are behind that. Let's, let's be aggressive. The, this, this merry ground's going to spin and a few people are going to get thrown off. And if you're the, the lower, you're the poor marketed big, tw big 12 teams, a Kansas state, a Texas tech, a places that just by circumstance, this is what you are, the same way of Washington State and Oregon State, for no fault of your own other than your location, you want to make sure you're on that merry-go-round. You want to be the one doing the spinning, not not the other way around. So Absolutely. Very, very, I thought very, very bold comments. We'll see if he can follow up on it. They have they have some pluses and minuses, obviously. They the the plus they they are more stable now than they were a year ago when everybody just about had written them off, and us included. Uh, the additions they made were wise additions. They made sense. They were smart in UC, uh, UCF, Houston, and BYU. Uh, the one problem, other than Kansas and Kansas State, you don't have the top school or program in any of your states. Everybody else is a second gun. Uh, you know, it's it's it, it is a league full of people who who can't necessarily control a market. But they can get, they can have parts of the market. Uh, they can have a niche. And now, yeah, you got to go in there and try to get Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. If you can get those four, I, I, they, well, the bigger ones too would be Oregon and Washington. But again, I, 
I don't know. I think they're less gettable. Uh, maybe not if they see the rest of that league falling this apart. Is, I think this is a Jenga tower. You get anybody to go. Yeah, you get one and you might get them all. You start really, really uh, picking your spot. So uh, if you want more on this, we have discussed the entire thing in past podcasts. I think the last one or the one before. Yeah. So we won't rehash the entire machinations of how uh, each league should raid the other league. But it's certainly yeah. There. People were liking your idea of, of giving Oregon and Washington a sweetheart deal and to get that right. Give that all deal the Pac-12 done. schools a sweetheart deal. Yeah. Now it, it can screw up your TV negotiations, but you can work some different clauses in there. But yeah, I would give any of the Pac-12 schools. Uh, you know, you can get out for fifty million in one year or two years, something something reasonable to them, and get yeah. them in and basically roll the dice that the Big Ten's never coming. Right, and that's the thing. You, you'd only give them the out to the Big Ten. You wouldn't just give just them the an Big out. Ten. You want yeah. to go to the Big Ten? That's fine because when they want to go, they're going to go anyway at right. some point. So you know, yeah, you lock them in for. I don't think anyone's going to sign a 15-year deals anymore. I mean, it'd be stupid to do that. So uh, we got a six-year deal. Well, we locked them in. You didn't lock in anything, right? Just give them the out, but you get them. And you go, Big Ten may never call. Big Ten may sit at 16. Big Ten may only add Notre Dame and one other team. Big Ten, like, I, I would have no fear of the Big Ten coming for Utah, Colorado, and the Arizona schools. Probably not coming. So just give them all no. the deal. Yeah, no, they're not. Uh, really, the the only ones that you could fear losing the Big Ten are Oregon and Washington. And yeah, again, so I'm not. That's convinced. how I would do it, but we'll see. I'm sure that 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 idea, you know, your Mac. Uh, now that this podcast is losing its producer, I'm available for hire. <laughs> if you're listening, if you guys had listened to some of my consulting along the way, you might be a lot of this could have been avoided. Just saying, I was called a radical. <laughs> by a bunch of people who told me about the congeniality of college athletics being the key. How's yeah. that working? How's that working for you? Yeah. yeah. Where's Dan Beebe? Where are you? <laughs> a lot of guys out of jobs right now for not listening. All right. Interesting story. This, <laughs> this would be classic. This UCLA to the Big Ten story has potentially a hurdle to clear. Although this seems like something that could be worked on. Uh, an exclusive uh, interview with Fox 11 in L.A., Governor Gavin Newsom, California Governor Gavin Newsom, said that the University of California regents who oversee the entire UC system, which includes obviously UCLA, but also Cal and a whole bunch of other really good schools, were not consulted about the Bruins leaving the Pac-12. Uh, it was done without any regrets, oversight, or support. It was done without any consideration to my knowledge, Newsom said. Uh, there's been some talk about the UC Board of Regents potentially wanting to weigh in on this, potentially blocking it. I don't know. So, I have strong opinions about this for no other uh, reason that as a member of the regents, we were never consulted, never asked for an opinion, and then any of the decency to provide head up, heads up. So trust me when I say this, we're not going to be looking into it. We already are looking into it within minutes after reading about this in the newspaper. We don't have a lot of clarity here, but UCLA leaving and as this shakes out, especially if this shakes out very quickly, would have devastating, could have devastating impacts to Cal, yeah. as we've discussed in past podcasts. If you want to go back and listen to that, what, what happens to Cal? Craziest situation. Flagship school, biggest state in the country, fifth or sixth biggest media market. Uh, no one's real excited about you. Winners yeah. of all sorts of crap. No, oh, yeah. Um, weird. It was a weird. This is this is college sports at its at its at its finest. Could this get hung up in California politics, Pat? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 on the way. Can they make life difficult for them? Yeah. Can they, as you said, there's probably a way to smooth all this over. But here is my thought on this whole thing. I go back to urge to be secret about everything is not necessarily conducive to doing the way, doing business. I mean, it, it can get you into trouble. I understand that, yes, it would have absolutely set off a tidal wave of panic and news if they had gone to the Board of Regents and said, hey, we're considering leaving, and that got out. But is that necessarily, is it a deal breaker? Does it have to be? Why? It's a good, that's why I look at this the same way I look at coaching searches and all these other things. Do you have to be, do you have to be lying, lying, deceitful, dishonest, 
and do everything in the dark to get things done. I yes. don't think you have. Yes, no. yes. this is college no. sports. But that's for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I say try actually being honest. Try it. Give it a shot. Tell nah. people what you're doing. What in I the name of the fiesta the frolic are you talking about? <laughs> We've only just begun, days when, We've when, only when, just begun. Yeah, yeah. If if the Bears took a playbook from the Aggies, they would have leaked it if they ever got word of it and tried to try to ramrod it before it ever happened. Yeah. So. Okay. So I mean, you may have to fight through some resistance. Do it. I again, like I remember, I am old enough to remember the days when coaches would go interview on campuses for other jobs, and then not get it and go back to their campus. And guess what? The world kept spinning. It was okay. Lute Olson went to Lexington, Kentucky to interview for the Kentucky basketball job. Said, nah, I'm going to stay in Arizona. Nobody gave a shit. It was fine. It was okay. You can do that. UCLA can say, can tell their regents, can inform the people who are running the damn school system, the entire state system. Hey, you know what? We're, we're contemplating this move. And the world will continue to spin after you make the move or don't make the move. Well, let me say this. Anchoring the, the board of trustees or whatever this thing's called there. Not a good idea. No, <laughs> this is the these are the people in charge, in charge and of funding, a funding of hey, we're gonna open a new, you know, autonomous driving lab. Uh, we're gonna where are we gonna put it? Well, it sounds like it's going to Irvine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna fund going this. To we're gonna do this. We're gonna promote this. It, 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 this isn't a co- the UC system is not a conference. <laughs> you can't <laughs> switch UCLA to Nevada. <laughs> You can't. That'd be a hell of a thing if they did. We're now UTLA, right? We're going to Texas system. I know that'll be the next. That'll be the next thing. UT kicks El Paso out and takes LA, right? Can't wait for that. You're UCLA, and nobody cares. The reason you're broke and have to go to the Big Ten is because no one cares about your sports teams, really. Yeah, I. It's. It, I mean, that's that's the thing. Because normally, if politicians are involved. Especially like, oh, well, like Texas, they're going to take Texas Tech. They did that once and now no one's even thinking about it. There's some mumblings. Oklahoma State shouldn't leave without Oklahoma or Washington. Washington. They'll get over that probably. But this is your system. And uh, I don't know. And I don't think athletics matter as much as UCLA. So probability that this mucks anything up, I would say low, but. Man, it's California. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, anything's possible in California. And yeah, well, Good I mean, and you bad. are li- you're literally taking on the governor here. Not the, just he's one of the board of regents. So and God, he, he wants to run for president, though, doesn't he? Does he want to be the one that screws up? He'll never win a primary in the north in the Midwest. I think he wants to run for president. We'll see. Yeah, he's we'll going to be like, in. I just lost the Ohio primary. Yeah, I, I was about to say Ohio's <laughs> a pretty <laughs> right. big deal. Yeah, blo- block UCLA to <laughs> the Big Ten and lose Ohio, Michigan. Yeah, all those important swing states. <laughs> he comes in 120 electoral votes. What happened to his? Well, he blocked the Big Ten expansion. Like history books will just be like, it was very weird. Very weird. <laughs> Good way to lose the election. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't I don't anticipate it being a big thing, but it's there. Yeah, um, it's there. And uh, so this would be my one thing. Let's say for the sake of argument, because that's all we're about here is conspiracy theories and unlikely events. UCLA is blocked. USC is not part of that. They're a private institution. Um, my guess is that the Big Ten looks and says, listen, if this is going to become some big old problem, UCLA's out, and we're taking Stanford. Yeah. Ooh. Take Stanford, take Real North quick. Carolina, whatever. Well, they can't get Ooh. North Carolina, but, like, they could. Well, right, right, yeah. They could but. They could swap. This is the, this is the problem for UCLA, because they're in, because it's like, we want all of L.A., right. which makes sense. But plan B is Stanford sitting there looking at us. Maybe we take them, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, that just, that would be my first call. And say, no, Look, you, I, got, you got 20 minutes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no. This prom yeah. date ends. The promposal is over. We're not even doing like the cupcakes or some big old thing. This the is other thing, too, up. like and we've talked about this, if you want to continue to woo Notre Dame, bring in Stanford and USC. Yes. They're, they're two West Coast annual competitors that they play. Propping sure. up no, Stanford is also a way of pressuring Notre Dame because the, yes. when Stanford is rolling, they are the biggest recruiting threat to Notre Dame. Yeah. 
And I think one of the reasons Notre Dame is doing really well right now is Stanford is not. Mm-hmm. And because they are swimming in the same shallow pool, but impressive pool of candidates. And if kids are going, I want that. Now, Notre Dame's the only one that's got 80,000 people coming. And the, the football matters way, way more. But, man, Stanford, when they were rolling yeah, uh, half a decade ago, it was a pretty nice situation. You didn't have right. that passion, but you got Stanford. And David so, Shaw was recruiting great, and they were putting a lot of players in the NFL. Sure, and he was doing exactly what Notre Dame does. He would go, yeah. he would find the Stanford type kid, and he'd be in. Uh, I remember him saying he'd go to like, you know, wherever, rural Mississippi, and say, "Look, you may think we're very different coming all the way out here, but all the kids in your team are going to be just like you. What's different yeah. is if you go to this <clears throat> school. Right. It may be an hour or two up the road." But and I Duke used to recruit that in basketball. Who do you want your Who do you want your lifelong friends to be? Our guys or those guys? Yep. You know, it's a little little nasty, but this is again, this is how it works. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, kind of interesting little wrinkle. I wasn't expecting to talk about Governor Newsom or anything like that, <laughs> but he's got his way in there. All right, along that line, Pat really liked your story column, whatever on SI.com. The desirability rankings. This is like the burn book of college football or whatever, the popular table of <laughs> the junior high version. You measure each five, each power five schools conference value. Like if we were blowing the whole system up right now and you're picking them at the playground, what would you take? And you had, uh, you considered football ranking over the last five years, academic rankings in the my beloved U.S. News and World Report, uh, the <laughs> all sports rankings, football attendance, broadcast viewership. Uh, I don't know if all of those are equal or not, but whatever. This is a pretty good uh, little list. Uh, I will do the bottom 10, and then I'll do some of the uh, the top the top 10. I think it's somewhat interesting. Uh, so, like, you have Houston is last right now. There are 69 schools that are pledged or in a Power 5 league. If you're redoing, you take Houston as 69th. Okay, maybe. Kansas, 68. Oregon State, 67, Cincinnati, 66, Rutgers, 65, Washington State, 64, Vanderbilt, 63, Boston College, 62, Arizona, 61, and Syracuse, 60. Did your numbers throw anything in there that makes you say, no, I, I, I disagree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some surprises. And I, I like I went into this with no real preconceptions. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, the ones that I guess surprised me that, I was surprised that like Wisconsin was as high as they were. Uh, they're number seven. Well, we're going uh, to get to the top ten. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's fine. Washington's fifteenth. Washington fifteen. Stanford seventeen. The viewership, like in twenty seventeen, for the Pac twelve was good. It's interesting. It's gone downhill in the last few years, but they had a lot of million, one million viewer games. That was my benchmark. You had to have a million people watching. Uh, and they had a lot of them back then. So they, the viewership is down, and I think that's that's reflected in the, where the conference stands right now. In terms on the lower end, um, like Cincinnati, other than being recently good in football, doesn't bring much to the table. Houston does not bring much to the table. And part of the, 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 the viewership thing also was not like size of market. Houston's a big, big market. But is anybody in Houston watching Houston? That's the problem. That's the that's the part of the equation. Like nobody in New York is watching Rutgers, Boston College, and, right? It's like right. Nobody in Boston is watching Boston College, so that that dragged down some people there. I like um, that better than market size. Yeah, right. That's you know I looked at this and like, yeah, this is by no means infallible, right? And you could argue you could argue all sports ranking just really doesn't even matter. But I wanted to find a way to fold in basketball, right. which. I think you probably would have been better putting basketball as like, a. I mean, obviously this is not statistically, you know, there's probably like a a, a basketball could be like a half, half a consideration or a third, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause like Cincinnati got dragged down. They were last in all sports. Houston's second to last. So yeah, it'll just be a little higher, but I mean, there is value in Kansas basketball. Right. There is. It's not, it's not as good as if you're Kansas football, but. You know, right. the Big 12 does have really good basketball, and that's worth something. Yeah, yeah. On the last I mean, two that, national titles. So, yep, last two national titles. And, you know, they've got people that watch their games. Kansas has a national basketball brand. But, look, if, if that really, really mattered a lot, then Kansas wouldn't still be in the Big 12. 
and you know, wishing and hoping the Big 12 stays together. But they, that has not been enough to, to improve their lot in uh, conference life at this point. So All right. Duke Go. is finding that out, too. Duke. Yes. Duke, where would Duke, you, Duke come in? Duke comes in 50th, uh, mostly because of academic ranking and all sports ranking. But, I mean, they're terrible in football, and nobody goes to the games. Holy crap. 15,000 average home attendance last year. Pitiful. Sounds like an, M- sounds like an MLS crowd, Sully. <laughs> hey, hey, but hey, it, you know, Atlanta and Seattle are selling them out, but, but yeah, there's a couple of teams where there, there's a couple of outliers where they could shoot up real quick. I think BYU's one, you know, they get, a, they, they shoot up those football rankings. They're going to, yep. they have a giant fan base. Their numbers are good as well as, yeah, BYU else, so checks in at number 40. And yeah. that's like, they, they've had some good seasons, but they also, the, the five-year window that I used for the football ranking included some bad seasons, too. So if they get back to being consistently good, they move up. I think academics and all sports a little too weighted here. Do you see me slip that mean shot at Sully? And we haven't been, not, we haven't been mean enough to him. I know, not yet. You know who else would kill for a million viewers on a broadcast? MLS. Soccer. <laughs> soccer would kill for a million. They'd kill for they a million. They get it. They get it. Eh, do they, though? Mm-hmm. Only occasionally. Mm-hmm. Very rare, very rare, rare, <laughs> rare. Um, all right, top ten. Again, you're heavy on all sports and heavy on academics. So number ten is going to surprise people because this. I think most people yeah. would pick them one or two. When I, I say would, when you I say, say heavy, say, what that means they have equal representation to the same. There's three football categories, and there's academics, and there's all sports. So it's sixty percent it football. Way. Football rank one. All sports, 21. Attendance, four. Viewership, four. Academics, 55. Tied. Alabama. Yep. So Alabama comes in 10th. I would say they are probably third if I was doing this. Yeah. And I'll pick my, I'll tell you my top two later. USC is ninth. Their football rank is dragging them down. 30th. Yeah. That is fixable. Uh, Oklahoma, I would probably have them fourth or fifth, honestly, because you want that LA thing. Oklahoma is eighth. Again, academics, 52. That's dragging them down. Wisconsin is seventh. Yeah, really solid. Wisconsin is eighth in football. We'll see how they do when they no longer get that Big Ten West kind of path. But 17th in academics, 23 in all sports, 15th in attendance, jumping around, and 12th in viewership. Yeah, that that, that, that jumped out to me. Like, a lot of people watch Wisconsin football. And part of that, okay, you are playing – other teams that people watch, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, but people are not watching all the time, Wisconsin. Though. Not all the yeah, time, yeah. Right. One of the things about the Big Ten strike is it's just these states have a lot of people and they're all into college. Like Iowa, what did Iowa's ranking come in? Yeah, like, like 20 TV. or something? Yeah, and their TV's... Uh, yeah, they're 21st. And their that that kind of shocked me. Yeah. They're 20th in attendance and 21st in TV. Yeah. Iowa, right? Not a big state. So there you go. All right, sixth place, Florida. Fifth is Georgia, definitely top five spot. Actually, maybe I don't bump any of these. Other, I don't know. Texas is fourth. I would probably put them one if I had the first choice, but maybe not. Number well, three is Notre Dame, and the, you know the whole thing that the worst ranking for Notre Dame is attendance. Yeah, only eighty thousand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some point that doesn't really matter. Number two is Michigan. And number one is Ohio State, despite a T20 in academics, which is, I guess, their low number. Michigan's low number is football rank 16th. But again, that's cyclical. So that's your top 10, according to Pat's thing. I would say yeah. some uh, machination of that 10. Penn State is 11. Uh, Texas A&M is 12. Auburn comes in 13th. They should be 18th. <laughs> Clemson is 16. It's a LSU, Washington, Clemson, Stanford, UCLA, Mich- Florida State, Michigan State at 20. So that's your, that rounds it out. Oh, good little exercise there. Yeah. Hey, the 24 team's going to shoot up real quick, too. I got to say, those who's balls at Tennessee? are coming. Yeah, well, we'll see about that, Sully. We'll see. But they're way better than the 54 team in the country this year. So just well, we do this next year, they're going to be in top 20. Yeah. And they're also, yeah, and they're going to the final four and America's winning the World Cup. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, the, the the fixable things in here that would move teams up, USC being 30th in football, Texas being 12th, Michigan being 16th, if those programs are operating at even 
80, 90 percent of their ceiling, then they're they're more valuable than than these rankings would say. Those are the the three areas for all three of them that are that are kind of holding them back more than uh, they would in a in a ideal situation. The academics are included because you do hear people talk. I, I mean, what have you been doing for the last two and a half weeks? Same thing I've been doing, talking yeah, to everybody. They do under talk the sun. about it. They do talk about it. Yep. Like-minded academic institutions. That's what we want to be involved with. Do they mean fart it or noises. not? But they talk about it. So Nothing but fart noises is all I hear when you say that. <laughs> just comes out as a fart. Just. <laughs> but that's, you know, one of the reasons, like North Carolina, and this is kind of lower than I expected at 22, but people like North Carolina. Like the, 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 you've heard a lot of talk about North Carolina as a valuable nice place. School. Nice mountains, beaches. Got it all oh, there it's, in Carolina. It's a great state. You can still yeah. pull out a heater and smoke it anywhere in the state. You know, there's a lot of good things. <laughs> Speaking of uh, our number two ranking, Michigan, you do not have the musical stylings of the head coach as a ranking. I don't. But I believe this would put Michigan at number one because I've not, I've not heard uh, Ryan Day sing. Uh, but I have heard Jim Harbaugh sing on this vaunted vacation. Mm, uh, yes, he decided so. to uh, Sully's going to play this. He's sitting by a pool in this TikTok. This is the family vacation. The family uh, vacation. Harbaugh yeah. family vacation, uh, which did not include Dante Moore. Um, <laughs> and he decides he's going to channel his fellow Michigander Eminem. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh uh, sings uh, raps. What I don't know what he's doing. Recites. The uh, Eminem's, I don't know, maybe his most popular song, uh, Lose Yourself, uh, which is the soundtrack, A Mile. They play it at every single stadium. Uh, you got one shot, all of that. Uh, Sully, uh, hit it. Uh, just hit it. I don't know what to say about this. In the music, the moment you own it, it better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose yourself in the music, the moment you own it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. No, his daughter going, stop. (laughs) Yes. Great dad moment by Jim Harbaugh. I'm going to sing it even if you say stop. (laughs) <laughs> Look, just one of the great joys of fatherhood as you undoubtedly know <laughs> is embarrassing your children especially your daughters especially and, uh, yes teenage young daughters yeah. yes absolutely yeah. tremendous so um listen as i i that was that was absolutely awful okay that was that was <laughs> absolutely awful but in fairness it's better than 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 channeling a carpenter song no it's way better so you know, much better. Uh, at least you I know, will say, I, yeah, no, in general terms, like, you know, baseline wisdom, never, ever ask somebody who buys khakis at Walmart to rap. Okay. Cause you are just, you are, you are completely out of that person's element. If they're into the $11 Walmart khakis, they are not into rapping. Jim Harbaugh has, has completely violated his own credo there. But if you, uh, eleven, if the if the Walmart khakis go to your local karaoke and get up there, yeah, you're not expecting <laughs> a, a, a hip hop tune. No, no, no. But this is Jim Harbaugh, so uh, we have that. All right, uh, tons of recruiting going on, but we're going to focus on this controversy. Uh, Mike Farrell, who was with Rivals for a long time, is he branded himself the Godfather of recruiting. He was always the Godfather on Rivals. Has spent many many years analyzing players, watching tape. I will give this. I have seen him work rivals camps. I know how hard he works at actually watching tape, crack on the recruiting guys all you want, but most of these guys work pretty hard at it. They talk yeah. all the time with people. Right. You know, he's got a track record is, that's very good. So the interesting part here is he is on a um, he was on a podcast and he said that uh, he thought Arch Manning is not the number one player in the country after watching the Elite Eleven. Mm-hmm. And which Arch Manning did not attend. And his right. line was, if his name was Arch Smith, I think he'd probably be a high three-star quarterback. He said that he actually, after that, kind of said he would rank Arch as a four-star quarterback because he knows the family, the training and all of that that he would get from the family and things would probably bump him up to a four. But re-watching Arch Manning's game tape, he had him as a four-star not the number one player in the country. Now, Arch has been the number one player in the country for a long time. Obviously, 
it's not unusual for guys to get moved off of the number one spot in recruiting. Right. But nobody wants to do it because the guy's last name is Manning. None of this is Arch's fault, who, God bless him, has done everything he can to try to just be like, I'm just a kid picking a school. Yeah. Literally yeah. never hypes himself up, does no interviews, doesn't go to the Elite 11, doesn't do anything. So I feel bad for Arch. But this one line that he's a probably a high star, high three star, which he really meant four, uh, set off a tumult. Longhorn fans are angry. Of course. Other fans are are saying, see, we told you he's overrated. Our guy's better. I'm sure some I'm sure Sully Vall was on uh, some kind of secret <laughs> message board talking of Nico. Nick. All Got the my cra- season tickets. All the crazies came out over this. Your thoughts, Pat. We've kind of speculated on whether that might be the case ourselves as professional haters. You know, we always figure everybody's overrated. But first of all, it would it would dovetail perfectly with going to Texas, which has been the absolute playground of overrated recruits uh, for the last decade. But my thinking is this, is that coaches, especially like the ruthless bottom line type coaches like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, aren't going to invest the way they did in a guy they think's overrated. You know, I mean, if you feel like there's fan pressure to recruit him, okay, you can recruit him. But when Kirby Smart's showing up at basketball games to watch Arch Manning, and he's like, I mean, showing up all over the all, all the time, really, in New Orleans to watch this guy do everything he can, and Saban is in it and involved down to the last minute trying to get him, I think they have to think that he is a legit big-time player. Or are you just doing that? So you get him in the boat and then you get a million other recruits to follow him. And you're just like, I'll eventually have another quarterback. That could, well, that could be, except for the fact they already get a million other co- recruits. You know I mean? It's not like, I like, think that's bigger for Texas. Yeah. Than Alabama. Yeah. But it's a good point. I said the day he committed, he already was worth what, if he never sets the foot on the field and they just pay for his education for the next four years. He's worth it to Texas. The publicity was was worth it. Yeah, and the they got a ton of recruits thereafter. Alabama didn't need it. I wonder when Alabama took another quarterback, Eli Holstein, and then and then beat South Carolina for another quarter. They have two hot hundreds. But I agree. Like these, all the coaches wanted him, so they think he's pretty good. And look, it doesn't really matter whether you're four or five. Those, are, you know, Mac Jones is a four star quarterback. Yeah, who hey. sat. And sat, and now he's the star of the New England Patriots. It doesn't really matter. So you could turn out to be really good, um, but it, it was interesting. I, I my guess is it's probably true that if he was named Arch Smith and he didn't go to the Elite Eleven and show himself against the others, he would be you know the thirty third best player in the in the class, not number one right now. Uh, you know, Isidore Newman is not playing at the at the highest level of high school football in. Uh, in, New, in Louisiana, Louisiana. Uh, I know he's got a big game against Jeb Mordock uh, later this year. <laughs> there's a, there's a little joke. subtle pod hat, inside hat joke. Yep. Jeb Mordock could shut him down. He that might. Would, that might, might change everything. We hope we, we're rooting for Jeb. No offense, Arch. No offense. Uh, but he doesn't play at the highest level, and he's not doing these things. So you know, he has. Where what does he do instead of Elite Eleven? Well, there's a little thing called the pa- Manning passing camp. Uh, maybe just hangs out with one of his uncles and gets a few pointers. I'm not too worried about it, but interesting. I, I, my guess is for all the heat that he's getting, uh, the Godfather is correct. Might be. I, yeah, we'll see. See how that plays out. Uh, you know, I will say like the pictures I saw, Arch is big. I mean, it's not like he's an undersized guy. He's got Manning size, like. Peyton and Eli from the pictures I saw from the passing academy. And, you know, we'll see. Does he have arm strength like Peyton did when he was fully healthy? I don't know. But you you have to think he's going to have be as well-versed as humanly possible on, like, how to read defenses and comport yourself and all the other things that go with quarterbacking. Uh, so, you know, he's going to have a chance. He may never be as good as his uncles. There's no shame in that. May never be as good as grandpa. No shame in that. But... I think there's a lot of people who would like to have him on their team. All right. Uh, we got an interesting, uh, we always get interesting stuff from our listeners. Oh, we uh, do. It, uh, interesting tweet sent to us by uh, Jake Stouffer. He rushed home from uh, church last week and uh, noted, had to tell us, my pastor mentioned the emotional support turkey story during this morning's sermon. <laughs> uh, 
we have a pod uh, another we have a number of pastors who listen to this podcast why not of course <laughs> they're always seeking wisdom and clarity yeah, i'm a little concerned actually about their their <laughs> their wisdom and clarity if they're listening to us but uh, as he said add the baptists to the list of denominations vying for dan wetzel's add dan wetzel's commitment and the baptists have been after me <laughs> no, have they not? No, the Presbyterians were really after Presbyterians. That, that we had, we had a, a long dalliance with the Presbyterians. That was like yeah, a year when they ago. made the big uh, Kevin Kelly hire. I declared I was open to becoming Presbyterian if this worked out. Guess what? Uh, God works in mysterious ways. That did not. That was not successful. <laughs> no, Kevin Kelly is so, no longer the coach. At no offense to the Presbyterians, but I, I I'm taking my my from a higher power of the football <laughs> gods. But still, round of applause for the Blue Hose for trying it. I mean, sure, they tried. They I mean, that's how that's how valuable my salvation is. <laughs> that's how valuable it is. Uh, it's like you know what you're you're the ultimate fixer upper. They see you and they're like, "That's oh, a big job." I've been <laughs> it's a lot of work to do. A lot yeah. of work to do. This is going to take a your little. salvation. <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> This isn't an easy one now, boys. We're going to have to buckle down on this one. He may not. Yeah, it's going to drag me through. A lot of, a lot of onside kicks is the same thing as Coach <laughs> Kelly. You got you got to try wacky things, you know. <laughs> Go for it gates. on fourth down. <laughs> I'm at the pearly gates. No punting, man. You do not have that opportunity. Keep the ball in your hand. You got one chance here. That's right. You got to lose yourself. Yeah, you got to lose yourself. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Uh, whoever Jake Stouffer's pastor is, uh, shout out to you. Thank you for listening. Unless you heard about the emotional sport turkey elsewhere. Yeah. But I don't just know where. overlook that possibility. Yeah, yeah where that might uh, happen. Um, all right. And uh, we got this one here. Um, this was the most sent to a story. Oh, this was this was, it was an avalanche of uh, <laughs> yeah. listener I mean, I interest in this. Can't one. really blame it. The Oklahoman from uh, News from Oklahoma. A lot of Oklahoma in our life with these crazy stories. <laughs> Very underrated. Florida man gets too much attention. Yeah. O Oklahoma, Oklahoma man punches man. above their their per capita rate. Hundred <laughs> percent. They have the noodling national championship there. So yes. Yeah. So I'm going to start with this: is noodling. Noodling is a uh, a sport. You fish enormous catfish, right? Uh, yeah. And you use your yeah. hands. It is the true poor man's fishing. I mean, you can't even afford a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even afford a net. I can't afford a rod and reel. A str I mean, even in uh, that Tom Hanks movie where he gets stranded on the island. Yeah. He figured out how to use like a nylons as a net <laughs> yeah. and caught fish to survive. You're poorer than that guy <laughs> who had nothing. He had nothing but some washed up FedEx boxes. That was all he had. You and really can't be poor than Tom. Yeah, well, yeah Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. Wilson. That was his only friend. He had nothing. You cannot be poorer than Wilson and or well or the Tom Hanks, and yet he still had a net. But if you're so poor, you have to go in and catch the catfish <laughs> with your hands. I I love these people. The noodler. <laughs> now they probably do have the money, but they do it for fun. So anyway, for that's fun for fun. We're gonna start with that. Think that's about that. I mean. You're going to okay. go get into a muddy lake and immerse yourself, hold your breath, stick your hand into a hole, and hope a giant catfish clamps down on you. That's, so you the, get, that's the goal there. Yeah, I you want to get bit by the big fish. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and it could have been a snapping turtle and taken oh, off yeah, your hand. Right. Yeah. These dudes make the deadliest cat, catch captains look like a bunch of sissies. I mean... <laughs> Oh, you're up there in your little boat with your little cage. Yeah. Okay. So here's the story. A noodler has been arrested on a murder complaint after he confessed to killing another fisherman for trying to feed him to Bigfoot. <laughs> a noodler has been arrested on a murder complaint after he confessed to killing another fisherman for trying to feed him to Bigfoot along a river in southeast Oklahoma. That's a sentence, right? Nolan there. Clay of the Oklahoman. I'm sure you've had a distinguished career. You, that's got to be one of your favorite sentences you ever wrote. <laughs> Larry Doyle Sanders, 53 of Atwood, drew a map and provided directions that helped searchers find the body of Jimmy Glenn Knighton in a wooded area Sunday. 
Uh, then they went and interviewed him at the uh, Pontotoc County Jail. Literally, no, nothing is pronounceable. You know you're really in the sticks when I can't name any of these places. <laughs> Pontotoc, uh, I believe. So they were noodling. Um, what happened was uh, Larry said that Jimmy, quote, intended to feed him to Sasquatch Bigfoot. Larry advised he believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so that Sasquatch could eat Larry. Larry did not let Jimmy get away. Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. Larry and Jimmy fought for an extended period of time on the ground, uh, and then he killed him and threw him in the river. Uh, Larry basically said that uh, that uh, his buddy was going to summon Bigfoot, had promised to summon Bigfoot to come to the river and kill him and kill Larry. <laughs> so that's why uh, they, they, this had to go down to murder. This is what happened. This, this, <laughs> I mean, How do you hat, summon Bigfoot? I, I, I don't know. I, well, that's I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because this is a murder. But yeah, that like, let's get to that point. The logistical hurdle of summoning Bigfoot. Do you have his phone number? Or are you texting him? Bigfoot, so, here's my Larry, location. Drop a pin. Come here and murder the guy like that I'm noodling with, please. Mythical flute? <laughs> he was nervous that he, Larry was nervous that Jimmy could do it, though. Well, yeah, Larry took this very seriously, obviously. Yeah, too seriously, yeah. Um, he, th he thought that Jimmy had the direct line to Bigfoot. He would get Bigfoot to come, and then Bigfoot would eat him. So uh, that is it. Uh, on a side note, now you can, you know, Bigfoot is generally like like outside of Vancouver or something, isn't it? Like rural Washington. He's an apple cup yeah. kind of guy, not a bedlam. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's so big, you can see it. The plains <laughs> don't seem like a good place for Bigfoot to hide. No, He's, you can see it from Oklahoma City from yeah, this place. It's all flat. Yeah, they, they're like Bigfoot, usually very stealthy. That's why we never get good looks at him. Never get a good picture. Oklahoma. Uh, for our more recent listeners, too. I mean, we have been a long time Bigfoot podcast. Let's remind everybody. We're like, we have done Bigfoot for years and years. So we know <laughs> well, what we're course. talking about Of here. course. He's out there getting yeah. summoned to eat people. Yeah. We got to alert the public. We do. I, I don't know about Oklahoma. I mean, you stand on a soup can, you can see all the way across the state. <laughs> this would be a horrible place. But that said, an Oklahoma rep representative, Justin Humphrey, last year, a state legislature tried to establish a Bigfoot hunting season, tried unsuccessfully, <laughs> quote, I have some people that I know that are good, solid people who I will guarantee you 100% have said they have had experience with Bigfoot. <laughs> So you got this is an actual season, elected representative. Squirrel season, deer season, quail season, Bigfoot season. Got Humphrey it. said that I have been in the woods all my life. Uh, okay, glad we elected him. And I have never <laughs> ever seen any sign of Bigfoot. I have never heard Bigfoot, but I have some people I know a good song. So there are people out there that will, that will that you will not convince Bigfoot doesn't exist. There are a lot of people who really, really believe in Bigfoot. And so it's going to give them an opportunity to come down. We want to make it a real deal. You can have a license, get out there and hunt this thing. I want to be really clear. We're not going to kill Bigfoot. Well, what the hell is the hunting part? <laughs> yeah, right. We are going to trap a live Bigfoot. There's more than one. Hey. You know, he's been around a long time. He's had chances to procreate. <laughs> I think. I mean, you know, if there's the a Mrs. Mrs. Bigfoot Big out there. Mrs. Bigfoot. You know. Like they so, live in a tree, like the Berenstein Bears, like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, should we people's court this though? Should did, does what, Larry what, really what, have to go up the river for this? One more bit on this politician. Who first off, why do you need a light? If Bigfoot comes by, just shoot it. Like you don't need a. <laughs> you're gonna get arrested. Be like, okay, this enormous Bigfoot was about to kill me. But I didn't have a license to shoot him, so now I'm in trouble. Like that is invasive government. Come on, man. I don't want to go libertarian on everyone, but what? But if Bigfoot's in front of me, I'm going to try to kill Bigfoot. What if he's and not, not going to worry about whether I have what a if permission? He's gentle. What if he's yeah, gentle? What if he's a gentle giant, a yeah. big hairy human? You know, you watch too many of those Sasquatch beef jerky commercials where he knocks people across, you know, like 50 feet. Uh, yeah, you can Sasquatch you can try to might, shake its hand. Go ahead. I might. Uh, Humphrey did say he ran into one irate uh, voter. Uh, thankfully, someone like in Oklahoma. I had one lady just scream at me that said she's going to make sure I get beat because of this and told me I've lost my mind. Well, I'm with her. Uh, anyway, 
Yes. So uh, if if you thought your noodling partner <laughs> was going to summon Bigfoot <laughs> so that for the sole purpose of Bigfoot coming to eat you, <laughs> is that a stand your ground that fall under the stand your ground legislation? Yes. Justifiable self-defense. You are allowed to. <laughs> beat your noodling buddy to death with a stick and throw him in the river in that instance. I'm not killing this guy, though. I'm calling bullshit and being like, sure, call him on up here. Let's see if he eats me. <laughs> <laughs> That's far too rational, Sean Sullivan. I know. Far I know. too rational I know. to call but the bluff there. Pull I mean, out clearly, your Bigfoot flute. Look, yeah. The fear of Bigfoot and God and probably some hallucinogenics were all in this dude's system here. So, I mean, he was, he was legitimately scared. I... Got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Well, along those lines, um, you'll be uh, you'll be stunned to know that uh, Larry, uh, the, the the killer, alleged killer, had outstanding warrants over unpaid fines in two drug related cases. Mm, yeah, shocking. Um, he was also uh, caught bringing meta, meta, methamphetamine into the Ponte Totoc County Jail. There we go. Uh, oh. After a public intoxication arrest. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's Man, a double whammy. Sounds like a meth guy, maybe a bath salts guy, you know. So he got arrested for being drunk and then stashed the, the meth in a place you don't want to stash. Maybe maybe Bigfoot's a big meth guy. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Come on. He's, got, he's not skinny. He's got good teeth. No way. Does he? Does he? <laughs> uh, What's well, making big assumptions about the teeth here? I don't know. We gotta take a look at it. Those meth guys are skinny as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's got some bulk, but it's Bigfoot. He can still be skinny. Well, I guess it was. Yeah, he used to be bigger foot. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Uh, this is not good. Be careful who you noodle with. All right, Sully, I'm gonna rule on your side because I'm a nice guy. It's your last people's court. Yeah, you're gonna you, be so you. miserable without us. You know that. Every time one of these come up, you're gonna be sitting there. Screaming at your girlfriend, trying to make arguments about things like this. She's going to break up with you because you're just just like, what? I don't want to argue whether a noodler should or should not be able to kill over summoning Bigfoot. You're going to be out in the sidewalks of L.A. You're going to find plenty of people like that. Oh, yeah. Go under sure. a bridge somewhere and talk to the idiots because you don't that's have our idiots. Yeah, that's that's basically what this podcast is. We're we're just three three fools talking about college basketball under a bridge. Right. That's us. But, but no, say something nice, Sully. We're going to give you our chance. I will say something you nice. You're awesome. We're going to miss you. Uh, loved, loved, loved working with you. Yeah, and excited absolutely. for what's next for you. But thank you. you your fellas. enthusiasm cannot be matched, and it will be missed. Yeah, and yeah. whoever else wants to hire Sean Sullivan, sweep him away from the the the, the soccer doom. Guy's the best. He's absolutely the best. Uh, so if you're looking for an L.A. talent, producer, everything all around, the, his next job should not be his last job. Let me put it that way. Yep. Hey, this is this is a see you later, not a goodbye, too. There so we go. We're, I like no, it. we're not taking you back. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's, it's you never know. You never know. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, with, with the Big 12 tech. Texas A&M back, they might. Yes, you know, this is, is going to be the this is the call. You got you got thirty minutes. Make a decision. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Stanford, you go into the Big Ten. No, but um, first first say something nice. Longtime pod listener, Rain and Pod Key. Um, she has a charity. She's also a sports writer and reader stuff. She does good work, but she kicks some absolute ass with this this great charity called Goods for Greatness. Um, they supply they supply sports equipment to lower income children, and and that she collects you know just boxes of shirts and cleats that that these different colleges and universities have around the the, the country and and distributes them to the, the kids that need them. So and I know we got a lot of of college administrators uh, that listen to this podcast. So if you got an, any extra equipment lying around, hit this, hit Rhiannon and Pocky up. You could find her at goodsforgreatness.com, uh, I believe. And then you could, you could also send her a check to Goods for Greatness at 4012 Abercorn Road in Knoxville, Tennessee. She's a great person, has a heart of gold. A heart of gold, for sure. So she does a lot of good work. It's a real charity, not one of those yes. ball game ones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not a, not a Wetzel charity. No, hundred percent. 
So this is our passion project and does a great job. Second stage, something nice is just to you two guys and how, how great you've been the last four years. It's been an absolute ride. And I, I fully expect to get roasted at, at many podcasts to come, but this has been a hell of a time, guys. And I've, I've looked up to both of you for a long time, and it's been been a, been a great ride. All right. Thank you that's very much. The, that's enough of the sappy stuff. No more sappiness. <laughs> yeah. More Sasquatch. <laughs> We'll be back next week. We're going to tape late Monday night after the first day of SEC Media Day. So you will not be up, you know, be up maybe a little later than we normally do. But it will be good stuff. Should get wide as we get into talking seasons here. Uh, Appreciate everyone. Continue to subscribe and uh, share us on social media. Tell your friends. Talk to you later.